welcome everyone to another new episode at Oh My Lit. This is Tanuja. <clears throat> uh, was it? It's your turn? We'll just do it again. Welcome to Oh My Lit, guys, for a brand new episode. This is Tanuja. Rosa? What, what are you? Rosa's not here? Oh, hold on. I've just got a text from Rosa. Right, she is away for the weekend with Kins and Baby Lyon, and I should do it. DIY. Okay, okay, Rosa. Received. Well, we have some great new guests today, so we will miss Rosa, but the show goes on. Today, I'll be speaking to my two besties from publishing, Malia and Khadija, and we'll be talking about their publishing journeys, their favorite books. So let's get into it. Welcome, Miliha and Khadija, to Oh My Lit. So excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So exciting. <laughs> I've been wanting to have you since season one, and finally we found the slot. Uh, so thank you for making the time. Could you introduce yourselves to our listeners, please? Maliha, can you go first? Yeah, sure. Firstly, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm Maliha. Hello. Um, I'm a publishing freelancer. I specialize in social media, PR, comms, publishing industry, and I've also worked as an author support for underrepresented writers. Um, I'm very passionate about inclusivity and representation within publishing, uh, especially within children's books. That's that's my ride or die. And I was uh, previously deputy co-chair of Society of Young Publishers with the marvelous co-host of Oh My Day. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was that was a fantastic year at SYP. We were we were a power couple then. We really were. <laughs> People were jealous, Kano. <laughs> how about you, Khadija? Oh my god, I don't know how I'm gonna beat Malia's introduction, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> Mate, there's no there's nothing to beat. No doubt. No. <laughs> I feel so underqualified. So my name's Khadija. People call me Kad. Um, I used to work in publishing as well. Uh, um, my children's publishing as a sales and marketing assistant. I'm trying to get back into it right now. But other than that, I'm just out here living life and reading books, I guess. <laughs> Please don't undersell yourself. You've got an amazing bookstagram thing going. You do. <laughs> I, you hype up so many authors on Twitter. Excuse me. Like, people I've spoken to know you. Like, and you, you're always so excited, like, genuinely mm. excited about the books you speak about. So I'm, mm. I'm always looking at your recommendations. <laughs> oh, thank you. I need you guys in my corner every day, honestly. Who needs anyone else? <laughs> Bless your soul. I want to start with some would-you-rather questions, some publishing questions here. Okay, uh, would you rather network for a job, like hustle for a job on social media or in person or write a cover letter? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Aha. Reddit cover letter. It wants social anxiety, wants existential anxiety. <laughs> I honestly, it's no brainer for me. I'd rather network my way into a job because I yes. I can't deal with it. I think it's because I've done that for two previous roles. So I've done it for a long-term internship. I've also done it for a previous freelance role. You know, yeah. publishing is all about meeting the people and the people are so nice, yes. making connections, maintaining those via Twitter or Instagram, whatever it may be. Yes. You know, and I think it's fair to say publishing people, we're a chatty bunch. We're friendly. We like to, <laughs> we like a good natter about our favorite book. So yeah, networking all the way. <laughs> what, what about you? Yeah, exactly the same. I hate cover letter and I hate that idea of having to research the company, finding out their books. Everybody sounds the same. Like, it's just like, the bottom line is, I think it's who you know. 
Um, and especially my last job, I got it through networking as well because one of my previous manager then found me on LinkedIn and she was like, yo, there's a job apply. Like, apply. I definitely think about who you know and All not right. what you like. That's why you guys are my friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how that's I met you guys. Exactly I mean, and I even got my job because of you, because you helped my cover letter, because you helped the CV. So shout out oh, my babe. No, you, you did it. Thank you. <laughs> no, that was all you. I provided assistance, but I love networking. I've met both of you through like online or offline, like with Malia SYP together. That was like a whole networking thing. Really and I got my job through Twitter and then mm-hmm. again through LinkedIn. So yes, I hate cover letters. <laughs> You know what, yeah, I'll tell you this. People don't even read your cover letter. Genuinely, they don't even... You you go to an interview, they ask you what you do. I'm like, mate, have you not read my cover letter? Have you not read my CV? I always felt like they want to know if I know if I've read read my cover letter. (laughs) Oh my God, literally, it's too much. After all that strain, all that that crying into the computer, what's the point? It's shocking, really. (laughs) Okay, my next question. Would you rather work for a big corporate publishing house or a small indie press for your next role Hmm. so it's i i think is i've been very very fortunate i've had experiences in both the corporate world and in indie publishers freelancing and full-time and so i think for me i think it's safe to say that indie publishing is definitely my preferred next role if i was to leave freelance next role yeah again so because yeah i don't mean forever we don't want to alienate potential employers here no 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 exactly (laughs) we don't like that the future has multiple possibilities it's very true exactly yeah so you you would go small indie press yeah but i I just think in general indie presses they they align more with my priorities as a person you know i want more inclusivity i want more representation Mm. um and i think in a smaller team you have the ability to kind of learn more and actually be mentored and supported in a very different way i think when you're in a corporate world you can feel like a cog in the machine and it's a very different kind of experience so yeah indies all the way guys please What about you, Um, I feel like they both have their advantages and and disadvantages. But I think I'd go for indies just because there's a better chance to move up. Whereas if you were in a big company, everybody's the same. Everywhere I've known certain people that've been in the same role for like three years plus. When whereas in indies, people tend to move up a year into it, stuff like that. So I think just because of progress, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I am working at an indie press right now. I work at Loom Books and I would say it's it's a five people team, including me. So it's really small there. And yeah. the previous job I had was, I would say, 50 employees. So I, I feel like maybe for next role, I would like to switch it up and go corporate. Try it out. Try the web. Try everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, this one's, we are all like marketing and publicity here. Shout out to all the marketing and publicity people out there Whoa, doing your bit, yep. staying at shows for events. This question is, would you rather write a book or edit a book? I'm Ooh. asking people who have no experience in editorial. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a hard one. I think it's the ultimate question for any bookworm, really, to be fair. Yes. I think I'd yes. rather write a book because my oh, strength well. is not editing. I can't edit. Yeah. And in uni, that was the bane of my existence. I just can't do it. And I think yeah. anyone who wants to get into publishing anyway, you have these mad dreams of being like, oh, you know, tomorrow I'll be a, an author. I'll do this. I'll do that. And so I don't know. I think it's that creative mindset. And there's lots of different ways to be an author. You know, you could be a poet or yes. you, can, you can be a comic writer, whatever it may be. But yeah, write a book for sure. Interesting. Cads, what, which way are you going to go? Yeah, I hate editing too in my life. I hate the fact that I have to sit there, start looking at the details. <laughs> yes. I I can't, I can't. 
So definitely write a book. There was a period of my life where I did used to write my shameful Wattpad days. I don't think I'd ever tell anyone a what that I used to write about. Ooh, Wattpad. <laughs> but definitely writing a book, just because it's more fun as well. Like you create your characters, you can do the plot, and nobody can tell you what to do. Whereas editing, I think you can write something and they can change your whole thing because they don't like the sound of it, which I'm not really much of a fan of. Good. So I feel like I choose editing because I don't think I have it in me to actually write a whole book. Yeah. Like, I've written short stories. Oh, we need to read that. You don't have to be writing novels like Tolkien. You just write the Tano book yeah. and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, 100. Yeah, I just don't know if there are going to be any continuity scenes in there. They're just going to be scene one, scene two, and there's nothing connect. Like, I don't know how to flesh out a book. <laughs> Well, thank you for making these very difficult choices and <laughs> letting me letting me in on the secret. Well, I I haven't met you guys, and Khadija, actually, we haven't met in person at all. It's been three years. I'm going to lose it. Three oh years. I need to meet you both in person. But I want to know, what are you guys up to? What's happening in your lives? What's happening in the publishing arena? So for me, I'm, I'm currently back in publishing as a freelancer. Well, which really? is quite nice, yeah. Which is, which is wonderful. Um, and I think I do like it more after now um, having a corporate job and getting back into freelancing. Being able to own yeah. your own time, being yeah. able to work on your own passion projects, including what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm currently creating a upcoming bookish newsletter called The Other Worlds. Yes. Can't wait to yes. subscribe. I Thank you, everyone. Sign up, please. Um, but it focuses all on science fiction and fantasy books and stories. I love science fiction and fantasy books, right? Yeah. They're, they're my literal lifeblood. Um, and so I thought, why not create a newsletter that I would have liked to read, you know, with reviews, yes. author interviews and recommendations and short opinion pieces and things that I love. Oh, my God. I've already sent up for it. And we will include a link to the newsletter in our dis- episode description. Thank you. I'd love that. Kat, what about you? What am I not of them being in bed and watching my K-dramas? <laughs> so I've just been applying to <laughs> jobs. <laughs> I'll drop them later. <laughs> but I've just been applying to jobs and ha- having some interviews. Not had the best feedback, really, but I guess I just keep trying and yeah. carrying on. I guess. Yes, you told me about a couple of them. And some not really constructive at all. Yeah. With, with your with your prior experience in publishing, I'm sure like you're in a better place to like keep going. Yeah. No, honestly, but I just tend to find um, a lot of the times it's literally about who you know. Sometimes they just find it easier because people yeah. are trying to move within departments, stuff like that. So yeah. it's just like yeah how much more I could take of it <laughs> that's true I mean Khadija you're not in London right no I'm in Leicester Less- I know that Book Machine is doing these like all over the UK events mm-hmm. yeah so they did the first one in London next one's in Edinburgh like it, yeah if it's like close by to you what whatever's happening you should really hit them up because I think yeah I followed them and subscribed them but I don't yeah but I don't think they come around the Midlands like not a lot of people do anything mm. in Middle East, I've realised. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they might push some yeah, more. Yeah, because you have the Northern Alliance, you have South, you have mm. Scotland and Wales, but then Midlands can be sometimes get left out. Yeah. Okay. Ba-ba-ba-ba. That's the alert for your first book recommendation. Yes. Oh so, God. I want to ask you, what are you currently reading? Um, I think... At the moment, I'm very bad, as you know, Tano. I like carry seven books and I read them all at the same time. So I had to. Oh, you're not them type of people. I can't. I can't. 
you know what excuse Kev? me we are <laughs> we're look, real people okay we're real look, look, look. there's one book for the train yes there's one book for the bed yep there's yep. one book when you go outside but you know your people might be late or you don't yep. you're bored already yep. you know there's one book for that there's one book on your kindle there's yep. one book on your audiobook everywhere that's five already for me at the record show i just stood up i can't i can't <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds so chaotic. You know what, Kaz? Let's convert you. Convert you to this multi-reading life. It's good for you. Um, so, like at the moment, I'm currently reading, and I recommend to everybody is yeah. within these wicked walls by Lauren Ooh. Blackwood. Ooh. Me personally, that cover is beautiful. Okay, I hadn't read anything by Lauren Blackwood before, um, and it's a YA. I would say more crossover. There, there are some scary bits in it, but this is a debut fantasy book from 2021. Uh, and it has Ooh. everything that I need as a, as a fantasy lover. And it's, it's like a very romantic and spine-tingling uh, Ethiopian-inspired fantasy retelling of the classic story of Jane Eyre. Woo-woo! Our East African sisters! Woo-woo! I've just right? pulled up the cover, guys, and that's amazing. It's yes. actually gorgeous, right? And the thing is, right, the tone of the whole story is very eerie. It's weird and edgy and fierce. And uh, from the first page, I was like, you know what? I love it. It's got an intricate magic system. It's got a strong and humorous black heroine and a heart-thumping romance. Let's, you guys need to read it. It's, it's perfect. Wow. Yeah, this is going on my TBR for sure. Oh, wow, wow, wow. It's, I don't want to ruin it for you, but you need to read it. It's too much for me. I wasn't expecting it. It's quite a small book as well. So I read it on the trail. I was like, damn, how have how I not read this before? It came out in 2021. I think it's on the Reese. Reese Witherspoon's YA book club recommendation. No way. Mm-hmm. It's oh, really we good. love Reese. We love what she's doing. Yeah, it says Kirsten White meets Tommy Adeyemi. Oh, I love Tommy needs to come out with a new book because I'm angry at her, but that's another problem for another day. <laughs> I'm angry too, man. I am angry, cats, because why where is the book needed? Oh my god, I'm in for the first time in a forever, I'm in a reading slump. I haven't read a book in like 17 days, not that I'm counting, I am. But I just I don't know what it is. I, every time I sit down, I know I don't I don't recognize. Oh my god, I've don't know. I've never had a reading slump. I've been through a couple. I think it's because the, you know this this Lauren Blackwood that I just read got me out of a reading slump because yeah. it's yeah. just small enough. It's not too intimidating, and you read the first page and you think, Fair I agree already. You know what I mean? You just need that one book to pull yeah. you back in. So you will find. And it unlike gets. you guys, yeah, I literally read one book at a time, but. My reading is very unhealthy. <laughs> but I can't lie, I feel like yours, you guys' version is a bit better because I will start a book, say, 8 p.m. And then next thing you know, uh, it's that in the morning. You go hardcore. You go one book for hardcore. Yeah, yeah. so it's not, it's not healthy the way I read. <laughs> um, so me and my book club girl has actually read a book called Restore Me by, I think it's J.L. Seagull. And that book had a bit of a crazy forbidden love not really forbidden love because the plot of it is her husband dies and now she's going back she's thinking of going to have a dead husband's best friend so it's a bit of a crazy story wow. yes so i'm just like oh, i just can't like out of all the people in the world oh it just Lord. has to be your husband's best friend like but it's theory it's fun it's funny so wow. i recommend i recommend <laughs> The book talk girl is on something. <laughs> I feel like I need. I feel like I need to read it before Ramadan. These, these naughty thoughts will enter my mind. That be it, mate. That I'm like, oh no. That's another reason why I'm not reading any books. I'm like, you know what? I need to be ready for Ramadan. 
No one understands. Now I have to watch what I'm reading. I'm like, mate, it's gonna break my fast, bro. This is naughty. It's bad. <laughs> Get all the impure thoughts entertained before Ramadan. The thing is, Tanu, man, all the like, I read books and yeah. there's always that one hot lad. And I'm like, but you can't be thinking about this hot boy. Okay? Yeah, the hashtag is not Ramadan friendly. <laughs> oh my god, that needs to be a hashtag. It does. <laughs> I've I've just pulled the cover for the stormy and the res- the cover screams smut. Okay, like no wonder you're in a reading slum, Khadija, because you're like still thinking about a stormy. Like you're just like, how do I get how do I get over this book? Yeah, that's what I figured out. Like, is it me or is it getting hot in here? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my god that's so funny okay these were some banging book recommendations and we still have a long way to go so this is this is off to a very good start right? <laughs> it really is though okay for all the publishing girlies out there can you, and men mm-hmm. we don't discriminate um <laughs> even though they do um who said that who said that yep no the men exist <laughs> yes i want to speak to you about your last role in publishing Give me the deeds. Give me the download. What was your experience? How did you find working in that role? Yeah, absolutely. So my previous role in publishing mm-hmm. was as a press officer Woo! at Peng Random House Children's. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was the dream role that I thought mm-hmm. I wanted in the corporate world. And it was it was just amazing. I think being a press officer is a really hugely diverse and very job in general. You know, it ranges from pitching daily to, to bloggers and to influencers, journalists and things like that to feature and review books that you're working on. And then it changes to kind of planning and implementing PR campaigns that are very marketing focused and based as well. Um, and that's that's for multiple books as well, because our lists are very, you know, there's, there's quite a few yeah. authors to get through in a day. Um, and then also pitching and creating events for author visits readings festival appearances that kind of thing all the kind of outward looking of what you know what you would see as a reader yeah. the things that you'd like to go to and then I think another big part of the job that I did was providing author care you know of that's course. a big one in PR in general yeah I worked with seasoned authors debuts and they're all very very different all have different needs which I found really really interesting you know I've worked with some seasoned authors that were very very nervous and who questioned me on whether I was doing my job oh god <laughs> oh my god the thing is I can understand it now looking back retrospectively at the yeah. time I was like okay thank you for questioning my ability but thinking back you know let's say you spend seven years mm. on this book and it's your baby right and you want to make sure that this publicist is doing everything they can do to get it out there because they know like in their heart of hearts that I'm working on like four other books for PR and you know they want to make sure that I'm their priority in in some context and way and so I can understand it but at the same time it's hard when you're a publicist I think when you're working with an author so closely because we'd be the first person Mm. they talk to after editorial but the first person in terms of events and things like that and you work very closely with them you sit in taxis with them you pick them up from airports all the rest of it and then you will get blamed if something doesn't get done but I'm like I didn't do it because it wasn't my job and it's interesting but I think I'm learning in, in a corporate space you know also yeah. expectations are very very different because yeah it's interesting and it was, it was a really good learning experience in general um and then on top of that with author care it's liaising and updating internal and external mm. stakeholders so I worked a lot with literary Ooh. agents and things like that. If you upset, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you upset your author, wow. their agent will come for you. <laughs> so keep that in mind. They're always going to be there defending them and, you know, pushing forward what they want, which is fine. Obviously, helping and supporting with other campaigns for other people on the team. So that's kind of a roundup of what I would do as a press officer. I really enjoyed it. 
But that sounds really high pressure, you know. You're constantly trying to keep up with everybody's expectations. One of my friends is in publicity and, uh, you know, she said one day that oh, she feels like she's being a PA to the author. <laughs> is that what you mean by, you know, like picking up the, the airport? Is that what it, it, it does feel that, that way. Entail? I suppose looking at that in that context yeah because you're saying if you're sending them a whole detail let's for example i hadn't also come over from the u.s one of my favorite authors um and you had to give yeah. them like a whole timetable of what was happening when you're picking them up when you're going to get them to the hotel mm. when we're going to the bookshop mm. tour how many books will you be signing and numbers and, and and location details things like that so it feels like i set up their diary and i give it to them yeah. just for like a pa kind of job so of course yeah publicity mm. is hard man it's mm. first attack right for the book to be out it's like the first thing mm-hmm. you do is publicity and i feel like publicists in publishing are like super super humans we, we need the love but i think it's really funny i <laughs> at a conference in the bookseller i think what, last year or, or the year before a lot of publicists were talking about the fact that it's very easy to get burnt out i think going into a yeah. corporate space i didn't realize yeah it was a lot but at the same time i learned a lot in a very short period of time you know you, you either yeah. have to keep swimming or you drown on yeah your but it was good you know, Absolutely. Penguin is is a is a brilliant company to work for, and so many great books. But yeah, you know, there there are issues in every department that you work in. So yeah, that's true. That is true. Hans, what about you? I think your last role you said was as marketing assistant. Yeah. So actually, I had a funny start because when I first got the job. I got it as a key account assistant. I think I did it for like three months where I started off messaging like people at the supermarkets, any retailers, school educations, just trying to get them to sell the books type thing. And it was a lot Excel based in terms of getting the numbers and making sure they have, if they bought a certain amount of books, we look at discounting and then giving them cost prices, etc. So that one I was actually really enjoying because then I started speaking to like the rights department a bit more and then I realized that's what I really want to get into nice I don't know what happened but halfway through when I was having my three months preparation they said I'm good I was doing really well but they just swapped me to sales and marketing and thinking back into it I didn't really fight as much because I was thinking okay why am I changing roles halfway I didn't even know that that's normal or anything so I got sent to as a sales and marketing assistant but I think because it was two completely different roles, mm. I didn't even know what was going on in terms of, so sometimes I'd be writing blog posts, other times I'd be sending out newsletters and stuff like that type mm. thing. So it was, it was a massive mm. adjustment as well. And I think uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I, I just don't think I'm qualified for this because um, a lot of the job was turned to, you were left to alone to your own devices. So it was just like, oh, here's the what you need to do. And then let us know when you're done. So I don't yeah. think that I got what I wanted from the company mm-hmm. just because yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting in terms of, especially considering the first half was really good because they taught me everything. And then after that, I was just like, okay, yeah, that, that'd be enough type thing. And yeah, I don't know. It was it was a weird one as well. And the pay wasn't great either. Like I even tried fighting for a pay rise just because it was 2021. And I'm not even ashamed to say it was 18,000. That's, that's literally nothing. Like, mm. come on, guys. Like we're living in a cost yeah. of living and... And back then it was COVID yeah. as well. Yeah. And on top of that, it was wow. online as well. So I feel like they didn't take into consideration because this is their yeah. first year yeah. that they've had someone that they hired and everything was online. It's not like I was in the office and I could ask questions and stuff. So like some of the people are really good, but mm. like you said, there are problems in every department type thing. Yeah. So I've only did it for like six months-ish. But it was a good experience to some extent. But I just wish I thought for myself in the first half and said, back then it's publishing, mm. do you know what I mean? You don't really think, let me speak up for myself just because you think experience matters type mm. thing. Let me just try to yeah. get the experience. So 
that's something I learned about myself that year. <laughs> that's really interesting to know. And I think there's some good things to learn there because it was just a combination of things, Khadija, wasn't it? It was like the first lockdown period, the first time things are going online. And you were at a small company as well. And it was literally your first job. Something I've always said at events or if I'm on a panel is that I'd rather you do something and then mm. decide that you didn't want it than mm. not having tried it at mm. all. Kads, would you like go back to marketing or are you applying to different... Definitely applying to like the sales slash rights, but mainly rights because I found when I was working there, I enjoyed the rights side a bit more, especially considering I had one of my old managers. She was absolutely lovely. She used to um, take me aside and like help her go through her work yeah. and stuff like that. So I think I realised I was more in terms of speaking to... Mm other nationalities the international side of things just trying to speak to people more just because I understand what I believe someone would like and what would work in their region just because mm. again I'm a black African I mean so like different things work for different people so we find whenever we did like books and stuff like that for like if you're doing Dubai and if you're doing specifically stuff yeah. like animals you just got to be aware that can't really be selling them pig books because obviously pork is haram in certain Muslim countries. So just having that that knowledge, um, that understanding as well is very, very yes. important. That's really true. I mean, even for your personality and as long as I've known you, I think you would be brilliant at rights. And you're really good at recommendations. You, you know what people would like or wouldn't like. Not just books, like you recommended <laughs> the K-drama And I inhaled that. Like, I literally, I was like... Oh my God, she knew exactly what I would like. That was brilliant. Yeah, I, th- I think you, you'd be amazing at life. I, I, hope, I hope you get also. Thank okay. If you weren't like a publicist for here, or if you didn't have, um, if you weren't interested in rights, which other publishing department would you choose to work in? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I'd love to try my hand at literary agenting. I think that would be Ooh. something interesting because, you know, it's a lot of also care. It's a lot of high contact yes. and now I know how you know how agents would deal with a publicist or an editor and that kind of thing. I think agents yeah. are just I don't know, it's so many different skills and it's very varied as well. I think I find a job hard that's, that's all the same every single yeah. day. So yeah. Agenting, yes. What about you, Kat? You know, funny enough, someone on Twitter, Saraya actually, I think he was even the podcast her recently. She told me about scouting. So I was like, ooh, ooh that's that's very interesting. You know, I never yeah. really thought of that mm-hmm. stuff. So I think just trying to get new fresh blood I think I'd be good at seeing what people would want as well especially mm. considering diversity is yeah. not really great in books right now I mean they're trying but it's still not mm. it's not what it should be scouting is like um, an enigma isn't it it's they're called the <laughs> yeah. spies of publishing scouting would be amazing I would also be very interested in rights mm. again for the same reason I'm Indian I have connections in different countries and I could I, I know the market so I thought I think I'd be good there. Okay, that was amazing. Kads, do you think you just spoke about diversity? So it's do you see more more diversity in publishing with with employees? You know, because you said employees, <laughs> I think since last year September till now, I think I've had over twenty interviews, and it's so crazy. I didn't see a single person of color in the managing wow. department. I didn't see nobody that looks at me or even just a different, do you know what I mean? So I think just because of that alone, I don't think it's changed because it's funny because mm. uh, a lot of them do ask about diversity, but then I just think, don't you see the irony when you talk about diversity and then when you look at yourselves, it's not really given, do you know what I mean? So it's very interesting. So I think because of that, especially mm. in the seniors, yeah. Yeah. Higher, the more higher up you are, the 
whiter it gets, I guess. Well, I guess, unfortunately, that is how life works. And like we said before, it's about who you know. And mm. I don't know about yourselves, when I look at a job, if I look mm. at a certain demographic, I'm just like, I just don't know if I'm going to thrive in it just because you don't know the type of uh, manners and etiquette yeah. they have as well. So seeing in terms of SYP, I've been doing amazing work. Yeah. Book Machine's yeah. been doing great. Even Susan Collins, I think she has this podcasting where I actually really enjoy it. She's been a great help as I've met her in person yeah. once last year. But I definitely think it can be better, for sure. Definitely. But Malia, I feel like you have something to say. Right, guys, spill the tea, guys. Come on. <laughs> I can't hold it. It's too much for me. Right. Can I just say that oh, it's... Diversity in publishing is a very complicated... I think topic we go back and forth with it over the mm. many many years we've always yeah. known it's a problem and I think after working in freelancing for big publishers indie publishers and then working full-time at a big publisher we have a very 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 long way to go in terms of diversity and publishing in every aspect in every department and that includes authors mm. as well as people working in publishing don't get me wrong there has been progress made but it's just not enough progress and people keep going on about kind of diverse kind of apprenticeships and and you know having having a specific diversity scheme mm. um and why do you need a diversity yeah. scheme because you haven't got enough diverse hires but that diversity scheme yeah. is only going to hire one diverse person so what kind of scheme is it it's it's all very it's all very complicated and i think more often than not especially now the trend that i'm seeing is that you're adding lots of diverse authors to your lists and lots yes. of lots of entry level staff and junior staff that are people of color but you never see anyone of color that look like you, look like me, or anyone from minority background in senior mm. positions. And just like what Cad said, it's very discouraging to not see someone like yourself at the top of the food chain and to be kind of mentoring that person, helping them through. It's it's a kind of a blanket note saying that, you know, this isn't really the place for you. Can you thrive yeah. here? Can you work here properly? Yeah. Can you actually help other minority groups and things like that? And I just think there's just not enough people of color or my underrepresented backgrounds in publishing in general, working in the background, you know? I think the general mm. correlation you would feel is, for example, many, many years, you know, publishing has been a very white middle-class situation, and therefore lots of white mm. authors have been pushed and supported. And now you want diverse yeah. authors. Surely the answer to be getting more diverse authors is to having people of diverse backgrounds working on those books. Just like what you said, Cads. Yeah. You know, if you're working with an author who was Muslim or Ethiopian or a specific other kind of minority background, they're going to feel far more comfortable like talking to you about things than they are about a white middle class yeah. woman who has no idea of the experience that she yeah. had in her life. There was a huge push to hire diverse people, to have diverse authors mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. But what is lacking is employee retention. Mm. How long do they stay in these environments? And and as you both said rightly, you need to have an environment where some person of color actually feels comfortable and confident enough to know that they they can trust the company to be able to thrive in that to like actually dedicate their time to the company mm -hmm. and get like promotions or get promoted in return or get enough yeah. compensation in return. So it's, it's a generational change yeah. that needs a long way to go, definitely. Okay. We are at our second book recommendation. Woohoo! Your favorite read of 2022. Cads, do you want to go first? Okay, so I, like I said, I've been a massive reading slump. I read like 22 books in the last two months and I just stopped. 
I think the last book was the, um, I did this book read with my Twitter friend, actually, Hani, and we did the Ember of Ashes series by Sahar Tahir. And I enjoyed that. I really, really, really liked it. Like, I wasn't expecting to, because I was like, wait, <laughs> but just let the record show Maliha is dancing. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, it's one of my favourite books, guys. Please continue. <laughs> yes. So that was my last um, fantastic read from this year as well. The series, so I'm gonna say all four books. I don't care because I felt I read it in, like in four days, so we finished it really quickly. You read mm-hmm. all the books in four days. I think we did the first two in like two three days, and then the rest we like I took a while, but it felt like four days because it was just so good. Can I just point out, Cads is uh, expectations are really high. She says I read 22 books and then got into a reading slump and feels bad about it. Like I haven't finished reading 22 books. Like you're making me feel really bad about myself right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Were you still <laughs> like, She's just like, yeah, I haven't read in a long time. Oh, I read 22 books and then I stopped. I'm like, wow. You know okay, some people, <laughs> some people just don't have your talent. Okay, we can't I read mean, that fast. I read. What are you doing? Maybe our strategy of reading seven books at a time is not working. No, really, yeah. it's not. I mean, I did read 105 <laughs> books last year, so I'm trying to double that now. But oh no. my god, <gasps> you are one of those people! I tweeted, I tweeted some TikToker saying, "Oh, I read 400 books last year. This, these are my oh, recommendation." No. And I'm like, "Who are you?" I mean, 105 <laughs> cats. It's, it's very impressive, but my lord, woman, when do you sleep is the question. I want to know. I don't. Can you not see, can, yeah, can you not see these That's eye bags? <laughs> oh. Honestly, I think I slept at 3am last night. You know what? You look beautiful. The reading helps. I, I love that so much. And I'm still, I'm still shocked about it. <laughs> okay. Lilia, <laughs> what was your favourite read from last year? Well, so 2022 was a big year. I feel like we have so many books. And for me, especially in terms of fantasy, yeah. oh my lord, so many. Oh, oh yeah. So, but the one that got me all the way is Babel by RF Kuwait. I have the book at home. Mm. <gasps> I have it. I'm gonna start it. Bless Quang. Ex- wow. It. it absolutely blew off my socks. It is truly one of the most compelling and unforgettable reads. I even think about it now. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. But it's it's this book. The footnote. No, no, I, I, like, no, I, no, I even think about it. It's too much. It's just, it's amazing. Read about the power of language, the violence of colonial colonialism, and sacrifices of resistance, which is funny because we were to talk about diversity in publishing. Everyone, <laughs> read it, please. Um, but you, but yeah. you must read it. You know, RF, RF Kuang is an amazing author. She's literally taking the world by storm. You know, I started off the Poppy War, yeah, the Poppy War series, and, and yes, that's yes, amazing. me too. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my god, Poppy Rose was excellent. I okay, that I read in five yeah, days. Same, three same. all three of them. And the thing is, it, it doesn't fit. It, they are chunky books, bro. You can kill someone with these books, they're so big. But you yeah. just get through them. She's such a good writer, really pacey, really amazing characters. You know what? World building is real. But and then her new book's coming out, what, Yellow Face? So I'm like, mm, oh, is that by her? I've been seeing it everywhere. I got it. I got it. I'm so jealous. I got so much. I have the galley book actually, but you know what? Um, I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast. But yes, I got the okay. book. Sorry, sorry, cats. No apologies. No. I just realized you said what was my favorite of last year, not this year. Because I read Ember of Ashes this year, and I'm taking my I'm taking my <laughs> comment back. The Jade Ooh. series, the Jade City series by wow. Fonda Lee was absolutely Ooh. amazing, and all books are literally you can kill mm. someone. I love that one. And mm-hmm. the characters, the plot, the way it made me cry, <laughs> like everything about the JCE series, 
10 out of 10. You are giving me some really good fantasy, Rex. Yeah. Read it. I recommend it to everybody. And everyone came back with the yeah. longest essay. Like, oh, my God, you, just, you did something. I said, I've always been doing something. But thanks for the compliment, I guess. <laughs> yes, cats. That's right. Tell them how it is. <laughs> okay. I, again, we spoke about networking. But for our listeners, do you have any tips on how to network in publishing? Especially cats from you because you're in Leicester. So you're doing a lot of online networking. And Malia, you've been you've done in person and online. So you know whether it's to get jobs or to build relationships in the industry. What 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 do you think is the is the way to go? So I think in terms of tips for it, for in real life anyway, is firstly relax. <laughs> I think a lot of people get stressed out about networking because they make it bigger in their minds than they should be. Yeah. Right. So just yes. take a breath, relax a little bit, and then number two, I think if you're super anxious about meeting people. What really helped me when I was starting out is having a brief intro about who you are and what you do and why you want to get into publishing. And then yeah. for me, I think that was really helpful because people ask me and I would like freeze like a deer in headlights and be like, oh my Lord, who am I? Why am I here? But as soon as you... <laughs> what is my what is my aim in life? Why, why do I exist on this earth? <laughs> I'm just there, you know, to take space up. But it was nice because then you talked about it and then they kind of, the, the, the conversation carried on. And then I think, I think number three, be brave. You know, networking isn't meant to be this scary, very stressful situation. You know, you're meeting yeah. people very similar to you. They're going to start talking about your favorite book and you're going to be all over them anyway. You know, it's going to become very, very natural. Um, and I think the last one would be have fun. You know, just just take it with the yeah. rights. That don't don't think about it too much. It's not good for you. <laughs> Kats, what about you? I know you, you got a job from Twitter. You know, funny enough, mine was the exact opposite. I don't think I've been to any um, face-to-face networking thing other than the book fair last, the London book fair last year. But, and then yeah. one day, I remember deep pandemic, mm. I must have, actually, Tana, I think I follow, I find you on my personal Twitter. And then when I find you on my personal Twitter, I just one day woke up and I said, I want to make a yeah. separate one. And then I just started replying and just started making friends with a lot of people. I used to tweet about it. I'd be like, oh, guys, what do you recommend? And I think 2020 is a really good year, because especially if I go through my DMs, there were at least 50 different people that used to DM me saying, do you want to chat? That actually set up a lot of Zoom meetings wow. with a lot of people. I applied for SYP for enough, and then I got my two mentors, Ruth and Claire, from the Right Geek, and they were absolutely amazing. Like I had them for a year. Yes. Again, they helped me out with cover letter CV, like Tanu did. And honestly, it's I think now I've got a lot of people where mm. even when I'm not even tweeting yeah. about publishing, like a lot of people DM me, like Khadija, I think you should apply for this. Oh my God, Khadija. My company now has a thing in hiring and a lot of people Ooh. bless them. They would like write refer- like a referral to it. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons recently, especially that I've had a lot of interviews coming through just because people in the background were pushing it forward. So I think my advice is literally just ask questions, do the hashtags and like people take pity on me like they did for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's- yeah. Yeah. You really put yourself out there with like, tweeting to people and dming them and introducing yourself like you were up in leicester there were no in-person events happening and you you were really active on twitter and you made a lot of connections so even even if like virtual events are not your cup of tea you can people can still like make connections through linkedin and twitter i feel like most of publishing is on twitter okay let's move on we are going to our third book recommendation it's like every book recommendation (laughs) i'm making different sounds thanks (laughs) right an author you currently stalk 
took all my authors, which is an issue. So I had to once again, I had to once again bring it down to a five and then bring it down to a one. I did this for you because I love you. And you know that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honoured. Um, I think the author that I currently stalk is Sarah El Arifi. And she's the author of The Final Strife. Ooh. Yeah, it's a beautiful cover. And like, so this particular book, it's a truly epic fantasy read. Um, and it's perfect for any lovers of like kind of world building and characters that are just kick ass. You know what I mean? They just, that has everything you need. It has rebellion, it has love, it has like, you know, building courage to take on tyranny. It's like our lives, guys, honestly. It just, and it follows three very strong <laughs> women, which I love as well. Like powerful female protagonists yeah. are the best things in fantasy novels. I really love it. But yeah, if you haven't yes. read it, yes. read it. All right. Oh my God. Look at that fantasy list expanding, guys. I'm gonna have so much fun putting these covers <laughs> together. Okay, what about you, Kat? Uh, I absolutely love Bolu Babalola. Like what she's done with her work, and I think recently she's even did. Um, mm-hmm. she, she literally just got um shortlisted for a British Book Award as well. I hope she wins. Like I met her in yes. person. She's absolutely amazing. She even follows me back, guys. So you know, I just feel like I'm important too. You know, <gasps> so I, I, I you I are important so much. Honestly. You are. Yeah, I got invited to last summer, and it was absolutely amazing. <gasps> like I said, I know people, guys. Do <laughs> you love how the beginning of this of this podcast, Tony? She's like, I don't know anyone, I don't know anything, and then she's getting invited to book launches. Do you see this shenanigans? <laughs> all right, cads. All right. <laughs> I know. Oh God. Why didn't you take? Oh, yeah, God. take us both. Honestly, honestly yeah. You're like the fourth person who suggested, like, on Oh My Lit, love yeah. Olu Babalola That's because, amazing, yeah. oh, wow, she just put, oh, she just pulled a photo. All right, <laughs> All right fine. Oh, my man. Favorite Where is your signed book, though? Where's your my signed book? Shop book? Don't Honestly. make me get it. It's even personal, I signed. I bet. You know what? Oh, man. <laughs> She's an author. I, I always look at her. So I, I think I stalk her yeah. as well. I always look at her updates. I always see what she's coming up with. So, and she's funny she's as hell. So funny. She's a funny. And woman. her best friend's a Somali girl as well. So, you know, I just feel like we know each other. <laughs> she's so amazing, honestly. <laughs> it's so true. Okay, you started freelancing before you got you got a full time job in publishing, and now you're back to freelancing. Yeah. I think my question is like, how how do you build your contacts and uh, put your work out there? Is it through again through networking as you spoke about, or did you go back to like the clients you had before you got the job? So it's a really interesting question. Actually, it was all via networking. There's networking through wow. events or networking being recommended by people I work with and they were like oh Malika can do this why not contact her mm. um, and then also looking out for kind of freelance roles via LinkedIn or via Twitter people I'm working with at the moment are not people I work with before I think in my mind I was yeah. like right I worked with them before I love working with them but I feel like I need new skills I need a new environment mm. what new things can I learn and so I am now working for a PR agency as a freelancer, not not only working on books, but also working on arts and culture. So I'm working on like artists and creatives and I'm, wow. yeah. So like, because I wanted to expand it. Yeah, exactly. Because I felt in my mind, oh my God, you know, my market value is slightly low. I only know how to PR books, yeah. you know? And it's good if you're mm. in books, but there are other arts in the world that will be good to have the knowledge of yeah. PRing, you know. And, you know, in the end, it helps me to be able to be more creative in my campaigns. And it's a very different ball game as well, you know, learning those kind of things. And so I think I like that. And I think with freelancing, after leaving a corporate space, I value my time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm able to manage 
I think, you know, I, I work three days a week and I earn more than I we do. Love that. Excuse yeah. me? You know what? I might transfer over to yours. Wow. <laughs> Be a freelancer. Yeah. People are leaving publishing for freelancing for this reason. I'm able to manage my time. Oh, really? I'm able to, I have like a four-day weekend, bro. Friday and Thursday, I'm like, man, I'm going to oh. sleep. You're like, I watch Shadow and Bone the whole wow. weekend. Like, it's all for me. You know what I mean? So I am jealous. Heads, yeah, we got we to gotta take notes. Really? Oh, really but I think it's... You know, meeting the right people at the right time. It's it's not. I think anyone could be a freelancer because yeah. you have both of you have the skills to do it. I mean, for example, Cads, you're yeah. a bookstagrammer. You know, you can literally offer your service. Be like, I can bookstagram all your books for a month for this price. Yeah. You know, and you get all that money. Tanu, you can you can offer out your marketing experience or your rights experience for this amount of time yeah. for this amount of hours. And there's nothing in your contract saying you can't do that because, bro, firstly, you live in London, you literally, need the money. Mm-hmm. and secondly, you have enough yes, contacts to do it. So it's 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 oh. very easy and I think you can do it. And the thing is, if you need to approach people, approach them. Make a portfolio, make a website. I've been very lucky. I haven't had to make a website yet. I should probably do that, but I'm, I'm not. I was going to ask you about that, that you have a website. You don't even <laughs> have, don't a have a website and you're earning more than you did when you were penguin. This is this is in the language of love. I love this turn in my head. You know you want to. <laughs> Chads, let me, tell me about your Instagram. I mean, you started mm-hmm. after you joined Twitter, and then it, 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 you just amassed a good, good following in a very short amount. I really of time. need to start looking after my baby, but I think the thing that I struggle with is to taking the pictures because <laughs> I'm such of a perfectionism. I want certain pictures to follow a certain theme, and recently, yeah. there's no sun. It's dreary, dark, and my house needs lighting. Unfortunately, like. So it's all about pictures, yeah. but I'm enjoying. I've been getting a lot of recommendations from yeah. that. I've been meeting a lot of new people in terms of it, and it's it's a good it's a good place. I feel like it's a lot more relaxed than say TikTok, where people care more about the algorithm and then it's pushing yeah. forward and stuff like that. But I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it. So hopefully, that, as soon as Ramadan's oh, over, yeah. I think I need to put more hours into it and try to take over the book world. I guess. Oh my God! Absolutely. Okay. Well. Thank you so much for speaking to me. I want to I want to get one more book recommendation from you. For OML audience, what do you think they should be reading next? Once again, had to had to break down the list for you, Tanu. <laughs> Honestly, it's too much. So I think the book that I want to read again for the first time, the book I would recommend to anyone, yeah. um, is The Mismatch by Sarah Jaffrey, which is what we discussed <laughs> before, guys. Um and this Ooh. this book is without a doubt one of my favorite books to be published. I can't believe it's a debut. It's a debut novel by Sarah Jaffrey, and it's a really stunning coming of age story that follows a young woman as she finds love in the most unexpected places, and she's kind of following this path amid two different cultures. For me, as a reader, heart hand over heart. It's the only book I've ever felt so accurately seen and heard as a, a young British Muslim mm. woman navigating a very complicated and modern world. Oh, and, wow. and everything she was talking about and feeling, describing family stuff, your Muslim heritage, and and you know, I love how it was added in naturally. You know, you have some of these random books that just talk about all the struggles of being yeah. Muslim. There are good things about being Muslim, though, I swear. Okay, right? <laughs> calm down. But, it, but yeah, it was just so lovely. And it just, it just became a normal part of the story. And it's a generational story about love and about family and finding yourself. And I think I'm in my 20s. So I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I have existential crisis every other day. It's really nice to read a book <laughs> that understands the pain. It has five star reviews. It's amazing. Like, I'm just looking at the reviews. It's just five stars, four stars, five stars. It looks really good. Read it. Um, Kats, what about you? 
I think mine will be my fellow Somali sister, Ayan Mohamed, you think you know me? And I think I'm not, like, literally yeah. exactly Ooh. what Millie has said in terms of I felt heard, I felt seen. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I've rarely, mm-hmm. I think other than The Fortune Man by Nadifa, I've yeah. rarely ever seen a Somali other person write a book and someone so young and, like, she talks about Islam really well. And let me, let me, mm-hmm. I don't like Muslim reputation at all. I've said it before and I'm saying it again. We don't want it. <laughs> Because clearly the publishers think we're oppressed. <laughs> they think our hijabs want to be coming off. It, like, I think this one was done really, really well. Uh, this is the first time I thought maybe I do want to see Muslim representation. Like, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the statement of the episode. Oh my lord, please. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I love that so much. Do it right or don't do it's it at true, all. man. It's so true. Well, thank you so much for your recommendations and for coming onto the podcast and speaking about your publishing journey. This was really special for me, having this chat on the podcast for all our listeners. Obviously, we all missed Rosa, but she's away for the weekend, so she gives sends her love. Um, and sorry that she couldn't be here. Uh, so I'm going to do Rosa's goodbye for her. All our book recommendations will be in the description and on our social media ch- channels, so please follow us. And as Rosa says, please buy books from local bookshops because here we support local bookshops and not (laughs) the big A. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you.